and listener. <laughs> this is the Creative Brother, and I want to thank you for listening in. This is a little teaser. It's gonna be fun. This is this is a little teaser. I like the I like the stuff like this. I like to do this little fun stuff. Um, what it's about today is we're gonna talk about wokeness. <laughs> oh boy, yes we are. Now, this is just for baby boomers and 13ers. So if you're not a baby boomer or a 13er, which is someone that's born between 1961, I'm in the first year of baby boomer, okay? Um, 61 and 1981, okay? So this episode is Wokeness 101. (laughs) Wokeness 101, okay? I'm writing this down on my piece of paper. Wokeness 101. It's just for baby boomers and the generation right after that. So if you're a boomer, you hang around. If you're a 13er, you might not even know you're a 13er. You thought you were a boomer. No, you're not. 1961 is supposed to be a boomer. But about in the 90s, some people redefined it. I bought into it. I like it. I consider myself part of the Sesame Street generation. Sesame Street, ABC, after school specials and all that. I was into Big Bird and, you know, uh, Count Dracula, uh, Ernie, and, you know, uh, uh, reading about, uh, singing the songs about civics and, you know, and all of that. I'm not into Beaver Cleaver and Eddie Haskell and all of that. The Little Rascals. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's, those were reruns for us. I am a, uh, uh, a 13er. Look it up. Okay, so... This is for us, the 13ers and the boomers. The episode, the title is Wokeness 101 for 13ers and boomers. Sorry about that. I got interrupted. I'm in the, I'm in the, it's lunch for people. (laughs) I decided to do it at lunch for my customers because I knew they were going to call and I figured, oh man. Anyway, just have some fun. Sometimes you need to do things. It's not four in the morning. Sometimes you just need to do things just because it's fun. I've been working on this one for a couple of days um, on this particular think tank analysis. Wokeness 101. It's going to be fun. It really is. Because what I have found, 80% of you all who would listen, you know, the three of y'all, you are not considering this stuff that I have found. And as far as the, the what the definition of wokeness is, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, listener. When I would turn the TV on as little as I do, when I turn it on and hit some news, and you see people woke this and woke that, I'm like, okay, the definition of woke uh, has been redefined, and everybody's choosing what that is. I don't, you know, we're going to talk about what that is, baby boomers and 13ers. We're going to, this is a wokeness 101 manual. And what I am doing is I have gone out and done the work for you. So you can just sit back and listen to this and slurp your coffee and, you know, I don't know, maybe spit some out if it's funny. I don't know. So we're going to talk about wokeness and as far as its definition, place in society and your community, the good of it and the fear, pe- the fear people, you know, me and me and my position about the fear people, the people who always are trying to gin up fear. Oh, this and that, they're coming. 
they they are here. Who who are they? Who are the they people? They can never tell you who they are, but they're here. They're there. They're coming. The they people. So we're going to talk about the fear people that always work towards that goal, right? And here's my definition. And then I'll be done. This is a shorty. This is a little shorty. Get your whistle wet. I see wokeness. It's just personal awareness. You're woke. (laughs) I mean, literally, the definition of the word. You're awake. You are aware. Now, what you do from there has nothing to do with wake with wokeness, does it? See? See how simple that is? Now, when you listen to the world, and don't judge them, just listen. Because if you listen to people, they'll just keep talking. If you just if you don't show it on your face that you don't agree or whatever, they'll just keep yapping, chirping, whatever. Until you finally go, you know I gotta go to I'm here to shop, I'm not here. I'm really not here for the evangelism. <laughs> Can you get off the box and just go in here and finish shopping? Reverend Reverend Ruth? (laughs) All right. And so what I'm going to do, we're going to talk more about this. I'm going to put the podcast up in another day or so. I have more work to do. And then we will take it from there, okay? You take care. Bye-bye. Good morning, listener. <laughs> I'm assuming only one is listening. Good morning. This is the creative brother, and I want to thank you and maybe one other person that's listening. Um, I want to thank you for listening in on this one. This one was supposed to be a lot more fun for me than it ended up being. I have to tell you, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> But I thought it would be more fun, so I started it and got it going, did all my research. And then when it came to put it together, that's when it got boring. Mainly because it's such a shallow subject. But it's, it's kind of like a lake that spans Texas, but it's only three inches deep. And you're like, man, this is like a, this is a puddle. This is not a lake. They're calling it a lake. It's a puddle, three inches. This is what the wokeness is right now. This whole entire nonsensical thing from the negative perspective, it's, 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 it's shallow. It really is. But we're going to talk about it nonetheless, <laughs> okay? Mainly because of the fact that this is a manual for 13ers and baby boomers. Wokeness 101 for 13ers and baby boomers. And you're going, what is a 13er? Let's get into it. Thanks for coming. Okay, so here's the thesis. The day-to-day world um, can seem crazy only if you allow it to get inside of you. I personally don't. I have enough going on in my world to where I put my head down, do what I have to do. I'm dealing with a lot of different people every day. Put my head down, don't watch the news, and look up. People are telling me what's going on, and I like that. I like when people tell me, did you know? Did you hear? And I was, nope. Mm-mm. Oh, really? I like that. I don't like knowing the same shallow stuff everybody else knows. Okay, we'll get into that as, as I talk more on how I feel about news, you know, the news media. I think it sucks. It just does. It ain't news. It's whatever media. Okay. So now 
in the world we live in, listener, you can take a topic because of the social media aspect is free. You can get on there, get you an account, start spewing your nonsense, all your good stuff. And people, people pay less attention to the good stuff, useful stuff, than they do the nonsense because it's shallow, doesn't take much to drink it. A little tiny two ounces worth of nonsense is easy to take in, right? But 16 ounces of good stuff, oh, you got to open up your, your mouth and take that in and listen, take some time out. Shallow nonsense, you can lick it. <laughs> and there it is, and going about your business. So the world now we live in, in America, I'm not in Europe. <laughs> I'm, I'm not living in Norway, you know. Um, it's, it's very shallow, simple things are made complex. Day to day. And if you get in there, you will be part of the shallow um, whatever, whatever you want to name it. I happen to, you know, I, I'm a positive person. I have a hard time forming my, my lips to speak negatively. Unless I'm telling you something straight and I'm giving you some truth, then I can tell you straight. But otherwise, I kind of stay away from negativity because I just don't. It doesn't come out my mouth very well. Okay, so what we're going to do today. This is, remember now, I told you in the, in the teaser, this is for baby boomers and 13ers. So let's get into that first. What's a 13er? <laughs> I am a 13er. A 13er is someone born between 1961 and 1981. It was redefined in, uh, about in the, in the mid 90s. I have the book. Um, I literally have the book about, you know, redefining these, the, the categories of people, you know, the baby, what is a baby boomer? What is a, you know, the people before them, the millennials, these people talk, well, you know what? Nope. The book was written in 94. So they didn't have a millennial. Oh, did you? Nope. May, it may have, no, I think millennial was in there. Yep. That's where it stopped. So all the Gen X's and whatever's, you know, all this new stuff, not in there. 13er really spoke to me because if you listen to my podcast episodes I speak about my mother you know the genius mother who had me at 16 you know the gaslighting genius mother <laughs> I mean let me not leave out the gaslighting part <laughs> if I'm going to be honest that's what made me who I am my mother was young she had me young was already had kind of scholarships 15 years old and I ruined it all I ruined it all okay so I paid for that, made me who I am. That's straight, that's real. And if you, everybody has their one thing, that's mine. That's, that's what makes me who I am. A tough mother, tough. You have no clue, none. But anyway, so born in 61, go to 81. I identified with that once, once I read about it in, 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 you know, in the 90s because you know, come home from school. I was that kid that started um, what they called select sports. They didn't call it that back then. But I started playing, you know, playing against other kids in different towns as a, a young one, eight, select basketball with YMCA. We didn't call it that. And then baseball. Uh, oh, anyway. Um, so I wasn't home much from a child, which was good because of the gaslighting, right? <laughs> But six, 61 to 81, 
when I come home, when I came home from school before I started playing sports and really wasn't home because you were practicing, it was Sesame Street. But before that, it was um, uh, 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 what's that with uh, Eddie Haskell and all of them, you know, and Beaver Cleaver. I never identified with that. I'm a black kid. I'm not identifying with a bunch of white kids on TV, you know, with their mama wearing pearls and high heels in a dress around the house. What's that about? You, maybe you should go get a career, lady. <laughs> That's what we do. You went out to work. So I didn't identify with that. I certainly didn't identify with the old rascals and Spanky and all of them. Are you kidding? TV sucked in my generation. Oh my God, you only had four channels. And then what was on there didn't look like you. Oh my, no, it didn't, it didn't watch TV. Anyway, so then here comes Sesame Street with Big Bird and Count Dracula and Ernie and the Cookie Monster and all those characters. Totally fell straight for that. And that's why I like to talk about animals when I refer to people. You know, the, you know, around the pond stuff, you know, the snakes, the swans, and the geese and the lizards. I really didn't realize, listener, until right now. <laughs> and this is true. I did not realize until right the heck now. That's why I do that. Sesame Street. Not Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> I got nothing from that. Nothing other than why is your why does your mother wear pearls and high heels and a, a work dress around the house? Why didn't she go to work like my mother? <laughs> well, what are y'all doing over there? That's what I got from Beaver Cleaver. Like, what's going on with the woman? Why isn't she earning money? You know, she can't work. Okay, so that's anyway. So I got more out of Sesame Street, and then there was the ABC After School Specials. Fantastic stuff. We need that today for these young people who don't know what a bill is. You have people in Congress don't even know what a bill is. And they're in Congress. They didn't watch the ABC after school specials. <laughs> if you go on YouTube and just pull it up, we learn songs. I have a bill. I'm on Capitol Hill. We learn about the political process singing those silly songs. Eating our Cheerios and stuff. Because in the middle of it, he come a Cheerio commercial with a little B. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff still exists today. Okay, so let's move on from that. I, I, I've broken it down to you, why, who I am, <laughs> basically. And the baby boomers who are listening, and I know some that are listening. Yeah, you're laughing going, no, I had to watch Beaver Cleaver. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. All the little rascals. And that's, that really sucked. Oh, my God. We won't get into that. Okay, so what's next? What is it? What is wokeness? <laughs> what the heck? This was, here's why I did this. Because, you know, whenever I cut on my TV, I have like 8,000 channels. I have streaming. You know, I pay 10 bucks a month for it. That's another thing I need to talk to you about. And you, you're still following the baby boomer stuff, paying all $200 a month for cable. That's crazy. IPTV streaming. Go get it. $10. There's a ton of them. They come from Europe, and it's legal, in case you're that kind of person wondering if you're going to get in trouble. IPTV streaming. Go get Fuel TV or 
uh, there's all kinds, monkey teeth, whatever. Just get one and pay 15 to 10 to 15 bucks, not more than that. Okay, you get it all. What is wokeness? I kept hearing people, you know, here's who, here's who the bad people are. <laughs> the media, the media, those are the people who are spreading what we hear every day, good, bad, and indifferent. They're the ones that work people up, work them down, okay? But wokeness, I kept hearing when I cut on the TV, woke, 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 woke. Mainly negative from the political types. Here's who really screws the stuff up. Baby boomers and political types. Baby boomers that are listening, I'm not saying it's you, but it's your generation. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am. The negative ones, they all want to keep things the way they are so they can benefit. Or that's what they think. They've been talked into thinking, let's keep everybody separated the way it has been because it worked for me. I got my little silly house and a few dollars in the bank. And, uh, you know, I want to keep it like that. Just totally inconsiderate people. You know who they are. You might be one. You're listening. You've done pretty well in life. You've carved out a path around that tree, tied yourself to around a, or something around your neck and ran around that tree and created a dog path called repeatability. So in the morning you get up, you know what you're doing. And there it is. I'll leave it there. So you have these people who want things to stay what they are. They're not woke. You see where I'm going? For me, woke is very simple. Let me get you... Let me take you there through breadcrumbs. I ain't gonna just end this thing right now. It needs to be at least 20 minutes. So, you have positives, you have the negatives, and then you have the otherwise people. So the positive types, the fear people, and then the otherwise. The otherwise, to me, are the folks in the middle searching. Or, you have the searching types, and you have the I don't give a whatever types. They don't care. That's They really don't. There's a... There's a a community of people in this world. They don't give a blip, okay? It's just not registering. And what you have to understand, listener, we're talking from the brain perspective here. Remember who you're talking to? The creative brother. That's how I think. Everything is, there's something going on behind, you know, under the, under the hood called our brains. That's where it all originates. And you have people in the otherwise category that don't give a flip Period. They don't give a flip. It doesn't seem like anyone could be that. But that's a thing. There's just not a care. Not a care. Just want to eat their Cheerios and whatever and do it tomorrow. And then die at some point. It's just nothing's there. And you, the best thing I learned to do as a young person is to identify immediately the person in front of me and what I'm working with and make an initial decision for my benefit to avoid, include myself in this person and what they're doing because they're great or, you know, give them more time because it's not, I'm not feeling anything from them. I'm not registering anything. Most people, you, you have something there. They give you something. And then you get people who give you nothing. You don't need to judge them. Just give it time if there's some time to be given. There it is. But on the positive side, well, on the, let's start with negative. From what I have learned in 61 years, 
of thinking these things through about people is on the negs. A lot of people just see the world as us versus them. They have planted their foot in the ground. They look for, smell for, you know, associate with people who feel the way they do about the world. I have, you're on the other side of me, and therefore not good for me, not good to me. And I see you as that. And that's how they operate. Everything is, well, what side of that am I on? What side of that am I on? And then they dig in and that's how they see the world. And they support everything like that. Us versus them. Second group is the positive groups. You see the world as needing more of that. More positivity. You know, like kind of leaning towards everything sucks. We need more good. I'm on the good side. So you've just decided you're on, you're on the good side. And when you do a little bad, oh, that's just, you know, that's just a little bit. That's a little bit. You know, I don't do that too much. <laughs> so the positive and the negative types can be a little judgy. Just a little judgy. You're not doing what I agree, what I, what I approve. You know, the, the, I don't approve. And then there's the middle. In the middle types, again, I call them the otherwise types. And then there's the people who don't give a flip. And then there's the people like me trying not to judge, trying to figure it out, trying to give it more time. Because I know I can't assess without more time and more information. Unless, of course, they're giving me, they're forcing me to make a judgment now so I can get through this or whatever. But if you don't have that in your, you know, if that's not one of your decision points, I just think not being judgy is a good thing for me and give it time because ultimately I'm probably going to judge wrong. 80, you remember the world's 80, 20. You, you, you don't get it right. I mean, you fall on the, I've got it wrong side. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go with that, right? I got it wrong. You get it right. A lot of good things come out of that too. I like to take time, <laughs> basically, you know, and, and, and get it right, you know? So there it is. Um, I choose to act or People, here's what the middle is uh, for me. For me, it's positivity and awareness. I'm realistic. I choose or not choose to act and do not what's comfortable for me, but what I think um, what I think I can be successful at doing for others. You know, if I don't say I can be successful, why why try? Why get in there and screw it up? There's a lot of people doing that. <laughs> if you can't be helpful, get out the way of the people who can be or get in there and help. Get in there and help. That's me. So I do things that are uncomfortable, too, but uh, only because today's Tuesday and I just want to have a good Tuesday. <laughs> Am I going to die? No. Go and get in there and wash it off. It'll come off. It'll come off. Okay. Here's what I find interesting about wokeness, this wokeness thing. It's mostly being used as a, when you look at what's being communicated out there, it's been weaponized. I see the wokeness thing as mainly having been weaponized and the people who want to use it for good are being out screened 
the people who have weaponized it are better at screaming and hollering and banging on pots and stuff and making their stuff. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right now, they're so squeaky, making all the noise. But here's how I see that. It only affects people who are listening. So if you're listening to the negativity, there it is. If you're not listening, you're good. You're good. But it's been weaponized racially, economically, and politically. And you know it. If you're listening, you know it. Well, we ain't going to get into this and get all, mm-mm, no way. Who's really the bad guys? I say the, the media. The folks that, you know, mass communications. That would be social media and the media itself. They sensationalize everything. You can't get news. You literally, it's hard to get news. What's the truth? I don't know. You know, you need time, you know. How? How are they doing this? They induce people to talk and reveal themselves, which to me is not a bad thing because now we know how you think. You know, that Dilbert, the, the guy, this is um, February 26th, 2023. I can speak of two people this year who screwed it up for themselves. That are They have fame. One is the Kanye West guy, or uh, the one that the President Obama called a jackass. Now, as Three black guys, me, President Obama, and Kanye West. Guess which one I, I support? Which one? <laughs> he is a jackass. I mean, you he ruined his business. And what I laugh and tell people is that you don't take the path he takes because you want to not do business with Nike or somebody anymore. You don't go doing that and ruin your relationship with everybody else because you want to screw it up with one person, with one, with one entity. So... Kanye West is a good example of the weirdness of wokeness. And then you have the guy that created the, the, the Dilbert cartoon. This is new. Um, I think I know him. I think he went to school with me in North Texas. Uh, the Dilbert guy. And I think he was weird in North Texas. If I were, I'm going to have to ask my friends that I went to North Texas State with. Was it the Dilbert guy or is it the... Uh, oh, no, it's the far side guy, Gary Larson. Yeah, Gary, not this guy. The Scott guy, Dilbert. He's he yeah. Read about him. <laughs> he must have wanted to break up his contracts, and he went the, down the wrong road to do it. Now he's known as a you're the biggest racist ever, dude. But he's not really a racist. He's a bigot. Let's be, you know, I'm a wordsmith. A racist is a bigot that has power over you, like your boss, and can affect you. A bigot is just Archie Bunker spewing stuff out. Now we know how you think. He's a bigot. He ain't a racist unless he has somebody working for him and, you know, he's being a real ass. That's racism. But if you're just spewing out your internal thoughts to the world, that's just bigotry. Okay? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So, we're almost done here. I think inducing people to talk and, to talk and reveal themselves is a good thing. But the people who do it, <laughs> the people who like this, this guy, the, the Dilbert cartoonist, everybody's dropping him now, right? He's been dropped. I basically think he was just tired of doing the cartoons. Here's my thought. Kanye West told everybody with this. I mean, this is the silliness of your, of your, of your strategies. You, you don't tell everybody your strategies. I mean, you do them. You, you execute them. You don't tell them. What kind of nonsense? Okay. 
So he tells everybody, I want out of Nike, I want out of whoever, well, Adidas, I want out. So he did all that to get out of his contract. Yeah, but you ruined everything else too. You burned, you cut your thumb off because you don't like your hand. (laughs) The Dilbert guy, I think, did the same thing. Couldn't get out of his deal. He didn't want to write cartoons anymore. He wants to retire. He's a boomer. And couldn't get out the contract, so let me just blow him up. He just blew up all of his contracts. Now, who thinks like that? The creative brother does. That's who thinks like that. That's at the highest order. Let me blow them all up. Just ruin it. And then, as of this morning, I think 80 newspapers have dropped him. It's working. But what's coming with that? Oh, you know, your reputation now, and it's gone to pot, and all of that. So, yeah, don't do all of that. (laughs) Don't, don't. What's my point? Uh... So the mass media helps and hurts. The same thing that helps is the same thing that can kill you. There it is. Poison in the proper amounts can cure. But if you drink a little too much, it can kill, right? There it is. Chemo, chemotherapy. The right amount kills cancer. A little too much kills you. Okay. So where is this all going? Okay, now you're talking now. Now we're getting into the think tanky stuff. Yay! All this other stuff was still was just two two inch lake across Texas. Ugh. I got to. I was like, I need to stop this. Let me hurry up and finish. This is what I was thinking when I was uh, doing my think tanky stuff. It's like this is not think tanky. Ah, uh, yeah. So where is this all going? Okay, this is the good part. And this is just speaking from an America, USA perspective. But I think it applies across the world wherever, wherever this is pervasive. And that ding, ding, ding. I love that word, pervasive. <laughs> we brought in the wrong kind of bugs. Now they're eating everything. Pervasive. Here's, here, here's, here's America. Here's what I see. When I look at America from 50,000 feet, I see separation. I see segregation. America is a segregated country. It is not united. Never has been, never will be. Well, no. Let me, let me, let me. America, as part of the larger human race, if we can survive ourselves, if we can survive the next 100 years, we will make it another thousand. Okay? The next 100 years are the most critical for us. If we, if we make it out of the next 100, we will have a chance to become omnipotent as a species. This is who the people who believe in the concept of God, that's all God is, is an omnipotent species. That's it. They made it. They are in all things that they can control. We can become one of them. If we make it or past the next hundred, I don't think we are personally. And I'm just, I'm not a fatalist, just a realist. Okay. So further separation of people into subgroups. We're already segregated. So more segregation. Okay. A weakening of the social infrastructure. That's already happening. We're going to get more. All the magnets that bring us closer together. The world that's spinning, and this is proverbial, 
the spinning world is going to slow down and sling everything out <laughs> until it's, we're going to spread us out. We're not going to be able to communicate and the humans have to have that. The homo sapien great apes have to have, we have to have that magnification. We have to have that, that, that gravity that brings us closer together to survive. That's going to break down. Okay. And then third, eventual societal collapse into something worse. Now, when I say that, I think in the next 50 years, you will have to be able to literally afford to have children. You won't be able, if you can't afford it, you can't have it. They will be able to turn the woman off, turn her on and turn her off like a, a setting on a game. You don't pay for the extra game parts, you don't get it. <laughs> you want to have a baby? Okay, well, we're going to turn it on. That's 50,000 whatevers. You can have a baby. But otherwise, when you're born, they're going to cut your, cut off your, they're going to turn off all of our, and I won't be here 50 years from now, right? I'm 61. Well, maybe I might. I could. I could be here. 110. Sure. 111. Yeah. Yeah. I could be here. Sure, I could. But um, I don't know if I want to be at that point. But I just think they're going to turn off your reproduction, your sexual reproduction capabilities at birth. And you will have to have a certain amount of whatever to get it cut back on, turned back on. And not just money. It would be who you, who you know, cast, the caste system. So the third step will be a caste, an Indian caste system of the worst order. You won't even be able to have babies. You can have sex all day long. Like, you know, like monkeys and cats. But you won't be able to reproduce. And that will keep a lot of people happy. Having sex, they keep them happy. We can't have babies. And for women, that'll be a killer. Because, you know, women, biologically, the end of the road is a baby. All this sex I'm having, where's the baby, honey? So it's going to ruin human humanity. Yes. And you're thinking, ooh, yes. Ooh, Yes. It's already that. Okay. What I am doing. Firstly, let me do a disclaimer. I do not claim to be better than anybody else. I've worked really hard my entire life at being being a considerate person and also being a person that um, is attractive. I've worked on being attractive and not, um, you know, like, oh, he's handsome. Not that kind of attractiveness. I just have always worked on being attractive so people can come to me and work with me. I just thought it was better to be attractive than to be a bee, than to flying around trying to find a, bee, a flower that would accept me. Mm-mm. I'm a flower. <laughs> so all I have to worry about is staying attractive. You know, and that's, that's it. That's my philosophy about life. But what I am doing is that I started a nonprofit called Everyone Help One. And the one is the number one, everyonehelpone.org. You can go online today. I'm releasing, I'm relaunching them this evening, the new site, because I've expanded it. Everyone Help One is a 5013C now. I've worked for, I don't know how many months. I had my puppies. And, oh, I have to, anyway. So I'm a 5013C and also in the SAM system. So I'm a federal contractor too. I can get money and do all kinds of things that I do in my private business. And what I'm doing is, is I've expanded it to include Harrison, Galveston County, Texas. I'm from Galveston County. I live in, I'm sorry, not Harris, Fort Bend, 
Fort Bend and Galveston County. I live in Fort Bend. I'm from uh, Galveston. What I'm mainly doing, the biggest thing I'm doing is going to spend upwards of close to $200 million in my hometown, in the community of which I'm from, the Moore's Edition, that my family helped develop, the Andersons. Going back 10 generations, we built the five, uh, five, the five oldest churches in my community. There's a, um, a Catholic church there that might be older, but we're not sure. I think my family, they're among the five oldest churches in the city that we built with our money. We sure did. And we had large families too. We did that, we financed, and we were civic leaders. We worked with white people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> civic, yeah, civic leaders. And we're in the history books there. We sure are for doing what we've done. The Anderson family. So I'm bringing that back. I'm an Anderson. I'm bringing that back. And I'm building 26 blocks of commercial and retail shopping that comprises 1.1 miles of highway, Highway 3, between League City and Dickinson, from FM 646 to Deets Road. 26 out of 32, I think, 36, 30-something blocks. I'm buying up all that land, and then the, the rear and the fronts. So it's 26 blocks of commercial and retail shopping, 50 duplex rental homes with steel rail, uh, steel rail frames, steel rail, the kits, kits, kit homes with steel rail frame construction, not wood. And then $160 million uh, AIC, uh, Arts Information and Communication Center, event center for concerts and all, all kind of stuff. I'm also going to have the I'm gonna have a, a, a virtual reality content development studio in the AIC Center. We're gonna develop uh, vocational virtual reality content. That's gonna be the main thing. I'm pretty sure we'll have other stuff too, but mainly vocational and get paid for it. And then we'll have it for, uh, for viewed. Governments will pay for it, local and state and federal. So it'll be free for, for the public. And then companies will pay for their stuff like training and all of that. So it'll be, you put your goggles on, you, you want to be a lawyer, be able to sit down and look at what it means to go to school to be one through the eyes of a student, what it means to study in the library through the eyes of a student. Everything is through the eyes of somebody else. And then you can go be that. Go sit in the courtroom, see what that means. You might not want to do that once you see what the process is or any other, any of the other amount of vocational things you can do. We're going to record it through the eyes of the people doing it so you can see what it is before you go do it. You might not want to do it once you see what, what it comprises. So we're going to make money all kinds of different ways. The building will be a church because I'm an ordained minister. Ding, ding, ding. And my partners, the billionaires, will make money with me. And all the money I make through the nonprofit will be funding all the activities that we will be doing in the, in the community. So. This might be something other people might might decide to do, where my percentage of the the nonprofit's percentage of the project will be run through the nonprofit and out into the community. Instead of me doing it as my business, my business is going to invest a small percentage too, so I can make a little change. But I'm going to get paid to run it. I'm going to get paid to. I'm, I'm the visionary. I'm putting. It, I'm almost done now with all the pre stuff. Okay, to where we start. You know, so we're. we're 
You'll hear more about that. That's a that's that's what I'm doing. That's my wokeness. And let me give you what the um, definition is, because I hadn't done that. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad to do it on the backside. So you you've been listening. There it is. There's a bunch of stuff out there, negative stuff, to be woke politically. Now what happens is when you look at this, woke has been have been attributed to black to African-American. You better never call me African-American, listener. I promise you, if we're standing in front of one another, you're going to have to fight me. I'm black. James Brown, black. I'm not from Africa. And I'm no one's dash American. Don't ever call me that. You stop using that phrase. Now, black people do it too. Black people who are listening, you're terrible for doing that, calling yourself a dash American. How dare you? There it is. Your feelings hurt? I hope they are, honey. There it is. Do my honey in too. <laughs> so to be woke politically, that's nonsense, right? To be, you need to be woke, period. Let me just say it. Here's what it is. Awake. It's in the dictionary. Awake. It's already defined. To become aware. You woke up. You were asleep, now you're not. I mean, it's just really simple. You were not aware, now you are. You became aware of. You came to a realization. But here's my definition, and this is in, you know, Webster's. Webster's sucks. I used to love them. I read the, I read the entire Webster's Dictionary as a child. The entire Webster's Dictionary. My cousin and I. Now you know why I'm a wordsmith. My definition of woke is this. You are well informed and up to date. This is it. You are well informed and up to date. You woke up. What time? It's Tuesday, 7.30. That's all you need to be to be up to date. 7.30 is Tuesday. You're, de- you're not dead. <laughs> Here's a sentence. Here's how you use it in a sentence. I am now awake and paying more attention to what's going on in my community now that I'm aware that things aren't what I thought they were. There it is. Now the average baby boomer, 13er, on the on the older side, this is you right here. Over time, world closes in on you, you get smaller, the world gets smaller, you just worry about, you know, especially if you're retired. I live in a neighborhood, I run my companies from my home office right now. The nonprofit's gonna grow into something else, and I'm gonna have to have a trailer uh, in Dickinson out there. I'll be running my company and my nonprofit from my from my trailer <laughs> Some, somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to get an RV. I can drive around and work for my RV and literally pay someone to drive me around and just read the phone all day where, you know, somebody 20, 21 years old. <laughs> Actually, it needs to be older. Someone that doesn't need to move around as much. 50, 60, yeah, probably a 60-year-old doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah, retired. Yeah, retired. Just That's all there'd be. I'm paying her 25 bucks an hour. Oh, they'll show up on time every day just to drive you around and make 50 grand a year to do that? Yes. They'll be on time and never take vacation. Because I pay them by the hour. You know, you get paid to show up, not not to show up. So I just think the average baby boomer and 13er, this is you. Well, you know, to become awake is to become aware of, to come to a realization of, to become well-informed and up-to-date. And here it is again for you. I am now awake and paying more attention to what's going on in my community 
now that I'm aware that things aren't what I thought they were. My community needs me in small ways. Maybe I should contribute a little bit. I'll end with this. I take a lot of chances, folks. I I jump off the diving board a lot and not sure if there's water in the pool sometimes. Uh, But the diving, but the pool is only three inches deep, so I'm not going to hurt myself. Okay. I was in a bank uh, to talk to some people about my money one day. And this has been a while back, uh, right before COVID. And I have uh, name tags. This is something I want you to try. I have, you can go on Amazon and get a name tag for like 10 bucks, put your name on it, and they'll send it to you in five days. There's an experiment that was done by a guy who bought, wrote a book about name tags. He just he wore a name tag everywhere to see what would happen. And people, it, it's a positive thing. It just ended like that. So I did it. So I have one with my name on it, just Eric. And Mr. Eric, I don't have my whole name, just Mr. Eric. It's gold, it's cool. I wear it with my, you know, I wear it. Go, go grocery shopping. And people can call you, they, hi Eric, and they call your name out. They call out your name. Even folks you know from the store that you don't know their name, now they know your name. <laughs> and yesterday somebody called my name out. Hi, Eric. And I was like, oh, I don't know her name. Oh, God. But I wear these name tags. And it's just a way to experiment with people to see what, you know, my acceptance. This lady, we were sitting there. And, I, and she asked me about my name tag. I had everyone help one on there, under the bottom in smaller letters. And I told her, you know, what, what I do. And I told her, it's just volunteering. I told her, I'm, I'm an advocate for, for local volunteering. You know, local volunteerism. One of the things. This is before I expanded to what we're doing now. This is all new. And I said, just, you know, advocating for local volunteerism. And she sat there. She's with her husband. It was other people sitting there. In a round kind of couchy kind of thing. And she sat there and let some stuff ruminate in her head. Now, she could have just, we could have been done. We could have been done. And she says, oh, well, I just think I give enough. And her husband was a bigger guy than me. And he he was leaning back. And he, he gave me the eyes of, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Whatever's coming out of her mouth, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, I'm, I'm chilling. And she goes, I just think I just already do so much. And I said, oh, so what are you, what are you doing? She says, oh, I work, at the, I work at a church school. You know, kids go to school there. I'm working with kids all day. And that's tough. And I went like, ooh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta be woke. You gotta, I didn't say woke. You have to be up and at them for that. I get it. And her husband kind of looked at me like, please take my thank you. Please accept my thank you. <laughs> and I just went like, and I said, oh, you know, you asked me what, what this was. And, you know, I wasn't trying to recruit you. But seems like that's what it's doing to people. It's recruiting them. So I'm wearing it today. I'm going shopping and doing what I'm doing. I got motor yard and all that. It has an effect on people. You know, it does. Um, so what I want to end is with this. You don't have to be woke, baby boomer, 13er. You don't have to do anything. You know, I'm closing now. Okay. What do you do? What do you want to do? That's what I, that's my retort. That's my response. You do you. You do what you want to do. 
If you run across an Eric and it rubs off, good for you. How about you be the Eric? How about I say that? How about you be Eric in some small way? Or don't do a damn thing. You know, I would say don't do a damn thing more so than be get out there yapping and saying what is so negative about it. There is nothing wrong with being a woke person as I have defined it to be to be aware of, to have a realization of and be well informed and up to date. Be woke. OK. Let me close by saying this. There will always be darkness, light and those in the middle searching. I say pick a side or a side will pick you. You know, you have to have sunshine in order to understand what darkness is. You do. You have to have contrast. That's what contrast is. One or the complete opposite other. I say pick a side or a side's going to pick you. You might find that you're negative and you don't want to be that. Well, pick positive. But, listener, if you cho- if you have chosen that I have picked my side mofo, well, for, firstly, you're not, you haven't listened this far in and don't like me. <laughs> There's no way you have listened 40 minutes and you like, this guy sucks. No way. Who does that? We don't drink stuff and eat stuff we don't like because they say it's good for us. No, we don't. Like I have someone I know smoke cigarettes. Well, smokes cigars and he, he has heart disease and everything else. Then he goes, why don't I don't inhale? And I just went like, okay, good for you, man. I don't really mean that, but okay, it's your life. So you do you. If you decide you want to be on the side of not woke, that's fine. Just understand that I'm on I'm on the other side of you. And if you come across me, I'm King Kong, honey. I'm gonna stomp you out. <laughs> I'm gonna stomp you out. Good is gonna beat bad, honey. Because I, I, you you hit me, I get right up again like that little toy that you can't knock out. It just keeps bouncing up. I'm going to keep bouncing out. I'm going to stomp you out. You're going to get tired. Negativity weighs a lot. Negativity weighs 25 tons. Positivity is light as a feather. I can carry a bag of them. So if you ever cross me, just understand my bag of positivity is way lighter than your bag of negativity. You need help with that stuff. All righty. All right, folks. Get and become woke. Get to be, you don't have to do anything but be aware. That's all. You don't have to do anything. (laughs) Baby boomers and 13ers, you don't have to do a darn thing but just be aware. And you don't have to tell your friends. If you have friends that are not woke, they they whine and all that. I watched the, the Home Depot guy who owns, uh, the, who founded Home Depot. He whines about everything that's changed. You want to change the channel? No way! Leave it there! He hates change of all sort. But he's an, he's in the upper range of baby boomer, right? So no, he doesn't want change. No way! All right, guys, ladies and aliens. I hope I've entertained you today. You let me know if I have or not. If I suck, let me know. You take care. Bye-bye.